This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here today at the Art Hall on 23rd Street in Uptown Oklahoma City, and I'm visiting with trip centers. We've got uh, Jeremiah Rankin, Michael Moffat, and Logan Morris. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. Yeah, <laughs> I thought what we might do is kind of dive in, and first, uh, for listeners who may not be familiar with you guys, it would be really cool if you could maybe talk just a little bit about your sound and about the music, and then we'll kind of go back a little bit into your history and kind of go from there. Sure, yeah. Um, so, if we had to describe our sound, I guess we would say it's uh, indie dream rock style. Um, we draw from a lot of different influences, um, anywhere from you know the hip hop scene, rap scene, like Tyler the Creator, to indie alternative scene like Vampire Weekend and Evo Campus and Boy Pablo, things of that nature. Definitely um, people who are kind of breaking conventional pop structure, uh, doing something a little bit more artistic, really tend to inspire us quite a bit, I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know if you guys wanted to talk a little bit about some of you know some of your inspirations or you know just some of the some of the bands that have been formative for you guys. Or... Sure. Yeah, I mean like so, so for me like growing up as a kid, uh, OK Go, The Beatles, and Weezer were some of my biggest influences that made me want to get into songwriting. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you guys? Well, I think it's kind of crazy because we all grew up with different influences. Obviously, like I was into like hard rock, classic rock, and metal, which is something that I don't do as often now. Obviously. Um, uh, and and Logan, you know, grew up with like Blink One Eighty Two, and yeah, like church punk. stuff. So church like stuff. a lot of a lot of ethereal, nice, <laughs> nice good reverb chords. Yeah, um, yeah. which that. is crazy because we all come from those different different genres. Um, but now you know, coming together, making this indie dream sound, um, and we all listen to a lot of the same music. Now. Well, and especially so, yeah. the like the longer we've known each other, I would say that we've influenced each other's taste as well. And kind of uh, <laughs> the longer we know each other, we've just become a conglomerate. Uh, taste like, and we've all kind of just honed in, kind of a vision of like one, what we want to be making, and two, just what inspires us, kind of what's catching our attention at the moment. Yeah, and it was, and it was interesting. In fact, the real—that was the word that I was actually uh, when I first heard you guys. That's actually what came to mind. And of course, and being someone who's a little bit older, uh, it also kind of called to mind. I don't know if this is inaccurate. It's it's almost like it called to mind some like like the '60s kind of California rock, yeah, some of the surf yeah, rock sure. and things like that. Definitely. Not saying necessarily a pure, you know, hundred percent pure sense, right. but you got like there's. It's almost like in a way when I listen to to your guys' music. I'm feeling like I'm feeling like strands running through. There's just kind of like different influences, and then there's a lot of different things going on. Kind of, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm off base on that. No, for sure. Because like me and Michael are like we. Our parents showed us like basically just a lot of Beatles when we were younger. So like that's bunch of 60s vibes 70s from mm-hmm. us from there mm-hmm. yeah like to, i mean to me like artists like the beatles are just completely timeless because it's i mean when it comes down to it, it's just you know guitar bass and drums just doing some you know chords that are just artistically cool mm-hmm. like it's just it's really versatile you can do so much with it and uh i just really appreciate the way that some people at that time were kind of pushing the boundary uh just kind of thinking of uh, music as a thing that's digestible in a different way, something a little bit more to be analyzed. I really appreciated that about kind of that era of music for sure. Yeah, and I was, and of course the thing with the Beatles too, you know, that they seem to, to spend you know a lot of effort their their energy and effort in the studio. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of coming to mind, kind of in the moment. It'd be really interesting to hear from you guys. You know, how much of this, you know, what is, what's the difference between what happens when you guys record in the studio, mm-hmm. you know, versus the live experience of trips? Yeah, well, definitely. Studio is, a time, like, a great time to be experimental and just see what works. Like, we, we definitely don't ever want to rush anything in the studio. We want to see, you know, make sure everything is there for a reason, make sure everything is intentional and everything is kind of, especially in the new demos we're writing, kind of serving 
whatever this uh, this vision that, that we kind of are are seeing for it. We're just getting so much better at articulating, mm-hmm. you know, and all of that. It's cool because all of that does translate really well live. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like our shows are very energetic, and something that people can like, get into and be a part of and become a part of. And I feel like even though you know it's polished, obviously that sound sounds really nice. It's something that we've constructed. It can translate really well live into something that people can like connect with and still have some authenticity to it. Oh yeah, because you know it's 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 different. It's always kind of disappointing going to see a live band. and You're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's just not quite, <laughs> not quite what I expected. You know, um, so that's what we we try to get across is you know it's authenticity. This. Uh, mm-hmm genuine spirit between all of us mm-hmm. yeah and then as far as your all's process it would be really interesting to hear and I, I, and I would there again I want to use that term loosely I don't want to infer that you guys have this all down in a real rigid you know sort of mechanical way but maybe it might be interesting to hear a little bit about just how you guys write the music that you do or maybe if there's any to kind of give everybody a glimpse into so to speak yeah. you know how things come together or where you guys get ideas or... right so we uh, interesting Logan not used to live in Norman with us. He used to live in Tulsa and used to commit. He used to, you know, take a drive down every couple of weeks until he moved. And so, you know, when we were writing at that time, it was a lot of Michael and I. And, you know, Logan could come in a couple of weeks later and lay something down. But it just kind of morphed into being able to be together. You know, Michael will have this seedling of an idea or I'll have this seedling of an idea. We'll just all get together and be like, hey, let's just work something out, whether it's shitty or not. You know, <laughs> just whatever we're creating. And that's the whole point. Yeah. Um, and so usually that'll happen. It'll be an idea and we kind of develop it over a couple days and jam it um, and then it kind of turns into what it is. We also have uh, a studio at our house and some that's how we make our demos and first drafts and things and so usually we'll put those ideas down as we write them and kind of you know develop it often authentically with instruments and with us and then you know use the cool layers synth layers yeah and like this cool yeah we don't want it's, it's it's tempting to rush into recording but it's like really important to like even though if we might be messing around with kind of a demo in its first stages to really like take the time to without having anything like solidified yeah. just work on it together and like just play through it as many times as you can and kind of just see where it ends up taking you uh, just trying to set up a, an environment that's totally you know, you're free to take risks, you're free to do anything, really, just because we, that's what we're trying to do, just express ourselves in a creative way. <laughs> yeah, and I always wonder, too, kind of like, because, you know, essentially music is a form of art, uh, you know, and, I always, and I've talked to visual artists before, different types of our performance artists, uh, you know, different, uh, different genres, and I'm, what I'm wondering is, is there, sometimes is there kind of a tendency to want to have that, fin- to kind of want to have that finished product as soon as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's awful because, you know, we have, we have four songs out right now, which is which is great. That's, like, something to have out. But we're all itching. We're like, you know, that was released in October. I want more stuff. I want, you know, because that's where I was at emotionally at that point. Now I'm in this different place making this different art, and I want people to hear it and, you know, relate to it, express it. And so it's, it's very frustrating <laughs> wanting to put something out so quick, but we're kind of perfectionists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and especially feeling like you've grown already so much, like... If we were to redo that album, there's so many, or that EP, there's so many things like that we would have changed with production or with writing. And the way that we recorded it then isn't even the way we play it live now. Like, oh, we yeah. keep it the, at the studio is not where the song stops. So we keep it going. <laughs> we, we keep developing it. And uh, as we uh, develop our own kind of vibe that we're bringing to our shows and stuff. Uh, so, I mean, all, all of our songs have completely morphed from the EP version to the way we play it live. They definitely... 
I'd say, have we brought in that more of that dreamy feel, that kind of surfy feel you were mentioning? Yeah, uh-huh. and, and it's interesting because I literally have not heard that from a live, you know, from a local band that you know, I'm, you know, got people I can sit here and talk to uh-huh. in a long, in a long time. Unless I, and I could be, unless I'm missing something. <laughs> and this really does feel like this is something that it has a. You have a lot of of, of, of music, and I don't want to say that it, you know nothing all sounds the same. But this is something that really reached for me was a huge reach back in time. I mean, it really oh, thank was. you. Yeah. yeah, and I think there's something to be said about that. You know, mm-hmm. that people can find something to relate to. Mm-hmm. You know, whether whether you're 10 years old, whether you're 40 or 50 years old, you hear something and it reminds you, and you just get like taken back to that place. And that's really cool that music can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, music is all about like for me, like lyrically, musically, whatever it might be. It's all about just like kind of expressing like our worldview. Like we're all like. I don't know, just kind of the communicating the way we think about the world, the way that we think about, like, existence, really. And so we, and we find that, like, people that, you know, gel with our music uh, feel the same way. You know, they have those same opinions or thoughts on life and stuff, so when they hear our music, we're able to connect with them over that, and that's just a really crazy thing to find like-minded people over music. <laughs> yeah, because it almost, I almost get, gather that it has kind of a contemplative... I don't know if that's the right word, kind of a contemplative feel to it, in terms of the lyrics. Right, You right. know, really listening to what you guys are really trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because, like, the whole point in writing these lyrics is just, you know, it's my, it's how I experience life, you know? It's, like, what's happened to me, and hopefully, in some form of this, like, human experience that we have, someone can relate, you know? Even if the song might not be, you know, I might have written it for a completely different reason, mm-hmm. but if someone, you know, this one lyric just sticks out, you know, and just affects them, and that's, like, the whole point. That's yeah. what's that's so cool. <laughs> and then as far as your live shows, is there, if I could ask you, kind of get some idea of maybe what the vibe is, yeah. mm-hmm. or kind of how, you know, what, what does it kind of feel like to, you know, to be at one of your live performances? Lots of high energy. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be boring, you know? <laughs> You're not trying to get up on stage and just stand there and let people go, ah, oh, yeah, it's good music, I guess. But like, you know, I like to play good music and like, get people to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one, yeah, one way. Well, I think, yeah, I think people can really tell, like, when we're playing together that it's really just us being ourselves up there. We're just, yeah. hey, we're really just hanging out and being goofs, you know? <laughs> we're having a great time. And the response is so great. I mean, they can, they can just tell, I guess, like, I don't know, the authenticity, I guess. We're just, like, we're just here. We're friends. We're making music. We're expressing our worldview. And, like, <laughs> that's just really great. And the, just the response has been, uh, like, unimaginable. Like, people have been singing along to our songs at our recent shows. We can, that's, wow. Wow. That was, <laughs> a, that was a new thing for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, too, as far as the, uh, has there been any, any interesting comments or, you know, things that people have shared with you guys after a show or uh, maybe communicated with you in some other way? The or? biggest thing for me is, like, wow, you guys aren't are from here. You guys like are like a local <laughs> yeah, band. That was a huge compliment. That's, that's oh, the biggest man. compliment to me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I mean, that's what we're aspiring to do is mm-hmm. to play other places and reach out and you know get more people on board. Um, and so it's really humbling to hear someone be like, "You're from Norman." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I was going to ask too, as far as uh, the the name, and I have to and I have to admit here, you know, I'm kind of, there again, I'm kind of dating myself. <laughs> but to say, I, we were talking a little bit before the show about the whole Tulsa Broken Arrow thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, being someone who was a hippie during the 70s, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the name Truth Centers definitely has a, yeah, it definitely, it definitely, you know, has a connection there. For and sure. so that's why I was just, you know, if you, in, in as much as you guys would want to talk about it, just as far as maybe what it means to you guys. Or... Sure, of course. Well, like, for those that don't know, Truth Sitter is someone who's, 
you know, sober in the moment with someone who's tripping on psychedelic drugs. Yeah. Um, which is great because there's that solid person there to make sure, you know, you don't go a little too crazy. <laughs> you know, it keeps, it keeps you down to earth. Um, and that's a, that's a kind of a cool relation. The actual the story of how that happened is he and I, when we were in early college, were jamming with this guy. And they had been jamming one night, and one of their friends had come over and decided to uh, decided to trip. And so they were just hanging out, and they're like, "Hey, we're the trip sitters." And so it kind of just oh, took that form because uh-huh. you know, being in college, there's a lot of people doing a lot of different things, and you know, it kind of just embodies like the experience of what you know. It feels like you're just this person who's like taking in all these different things. Like people are totally on a different wavelength than mm-hmm. you and you're sitting here and taking that in and learning things from them and learning things from other people mm-hmm. so I think it's a really cool inclusive term that works really well for like a for a band name yeah <laughs> oh, it, it, I mean it really caught my attention and I, and I uh, and what I tried not to do was I tried not to decide based on the name what I thought you Wait, guys were about <laughs> you know even though there was a tendency to want to sure, kind of jump of to those to assume, yeah. yeah but then I, it, it also gets me thinking you know you could even take this beyond uh, hallucinogens and things like that as far as you know the actual being that sober person mm-hmm. in that in some ways is it possible that you know all the stuff that we get caught up in our mind as human beings mm-hmm. those are kind of like trips in a way exactly, so yeah, yeah. I almost wonder yeah, if this is kind of an aspect of this <laughs> that, you know you guys that, that your music can even really kind of you know, be that sober influence that exactly. someone is kind of going through what mm-hmm. they're going through. Exactly, yeah, because things can send you on a trip. You know, mm-hmm. things, like I said, and that's, you that's the crazy thing. Like, we, so much of our, our world is pretty much determined, like, so much of our perception of reality, you could say, is determined by these, like, inner factors that aren't even necessarily real. That's crazy. <laughs> All this anxiety about anything in your mind. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's not even technically a physical manifestation yeah. in the in the material world, you could say. <laughs> yeah, kind of kind of like almost like a head trip, you'd almost mm-hmm. call that. Or exactly. you know, you just even if you're just having a bad day mm-hmm. or you're kind of down on yourself for whatever reason. Yeah. I heard someone say once that you know it's kind of like when you talk about reality, you know, what are we really talking about here? Mm-hmm. You know, at, at the end of the day, this is really at, you know relative reality. It all, is relative. All of the things that we see and think, but there again, it's all relative. Uh-huh. I, my reality is completely different from his. And you can never understand yours. someone else's reality. You can only understand your own perception of your own reality. <laughs> Every, and that's, that's, that's really mind-boggling, that the fact that everyone is kind of going through their own uh, never-ending train of thoughts that they don't even necessarily have control over, that's just really crazy. And so, I don't know, it's crazy that people can... Uh, relate to things over, you know, things like that, totally separate experiences, but there are these things in life that, like, connect, you know, you, you connect us together over things like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd have to wonder, too, maybe with the audience, you know, not, not, not necessarily being able to talk to all these people, but kind of wondering maybe, you know, is this somehow, this you know, people are on different frequencies, they're right. on different head trips, but yet mm-hmm. when they're, you know, with you guys for a period of time, that, you know, maybe this is a... It's a soundtrack almost to that, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. You know, people exactly. can be coming to this from different angles. And Entirely differently perspe- mm-hmm. different perspectives. We've actually had... <laughs> we played a show one time, uh, and there was actually a guy... I had no clue if he was tripping or not, but he was sure acting like it. <laughs> um, which was so crazy, because you know, we had our friends there, we had people who had never heard of us there, and then this, this guy just like walks up on stage and is like, totally went crazy. He's like, you gotta let me play with you. You're like, I gotta do these things. Like, let me be your DJ. And we're like, whoa. <laughs> we're all here to just enjoy the show. 
Let me introduce you guys. Let me do something. Let me do something. It's okay if I get on stage, right, guys? (laughs) All right, man. I was going to say, as someone who's you know not a musician, but as you know, I've been I've been in, in situations, and it hasn't happened a lot where I, I think I'm so moved by something mm-hmm. that you know maybe I'm thinking what do you, what do you think? Yeah, I wish they could work me in somehow. There's something, right, right. but I, yeah, it's like the whole idea about actually you know going through with that <laughs> and actually walking up there. It wasn't yeah. even necessarily that he approached it; is that he was like acting a little crazy and kept like bothering people at the and the restaurant at the bar it, wow. it, like, it was just a bit of a, a bit of a scene I guess you could say <laughs> <laughs> interesting. yeah I hope everything turned out all oh, right with it you know you, you gotta wonder what's he doing now <laughs> So yeah, that's. I was actually just trying to get maybe uh, hear your all's perspective a little bit on the music scene in Norman. Uh, you know, is is there something that make necessarily that makes it distinctive? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's interesting because there aren't a lot of Norman bands. Mm-hmm. There there are a few, but I feel like there's a there's a difference between you know. I don't know. For instance, like uh, like uh, trying to think of okay, or, uh, so Flock of Pigs is Norman based, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, they're awesome. I don't know if you've ever heard of them or seen them. Um, they're great. They have like such great energy. Um, and there's a difference between like something like yeah, a, yeah, a degree of professionalism to it. I feel like there's a difference between that and like you know, not that it's bad, but like going to a coffee shop and seeing some singer songwriter. I feel like there's a distinct difference, and I feel like Norman has a lot of all of that, um, which is interesting to have in a college town because that means there's a lot of accessible music to go to. The problem is getting college kids to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just want to go get drunk all the time, which is, like, great. But, um, <laughs> like, our last show at the time was probably our biggest show. Um, we had a lot of people there, which was really weird because up to that point, we had been, kind of like we were talking about earlier, trying to just, like, force something. Just, like, you know, um, I hate using the word force, but just, like, trying to get something out, trying to get something going. And this show was like, you know, people came to see us, people sang our songs, we could be laid back and be like a band and really get that vibe going, which was awesome. Yeah. And so I feel like that's, that's something cool to be said about college kids coming to your show and your friends coming to the show. Whereas OKC, I feel like, um, you know, you get a lot more degree of that professionalism um, here. You know, you've got Tower Theater, you've got Speakeasy, you've got all these great Jones Assembly is also Jones great. Assembly. has some great uh, oh, yeah. performances mm-hmm. there too. So I feel like uh, musically, Norman has a lot to offer, uh, but maybe venue-wise or attendance-wise or something, there's something mm-hmm. a little more to be offered in OKC. Yeah, I will say that there aren't many dedicated venues in Norman. Yeah, like there might true. be places that, like, as a bar and happens to have a stage or something like that, uh, or a restaurant that happens to let people play on. Wednesdays and Thursday nights or something but like there's not many places where it's like this is a like the Opolis is a good example of a, a venue in Norman. well it is a bar too but like that's like a, a more a dedicated, dedicated place where people actually come to see music specifically hmm. and so and the deli too because mm-hmm. uh, they kind of have I guess well the deli's a dive bar so it's mm-hmm. a little mix, yeah, a little mix, a little mix. <laughs> but yeah the, that, that's a little you know the, the lack of dedicated venues it's kind of, uh, uh, kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. And, and it makes it really difficult and a bit frustrating to try and reach out to venues <laughs> to try and book shows because okay. none of them really value that. And a lot of them don't have like reliable contact information set up. Or maybe they have a website and it says, 
reach out to us here. And then you type in that email address that says, oh, this is a void email address that hasn't <laughs> existed for three years. And you're like, well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, yeah, there is like a lot of, a lot of talent and a lot of good music coming out of Norman. Uh, but dedicated venues kind of, and I hate to say like, stifle and like stop it, but I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of, and I don't know where my train of thought was going with that. <laughs> oh yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a mix of things in Norman. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's a big mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and then kind of looking, I guess uh, maybe taking a look back or kind of looking at the big picture. It would be really interesting if each one of you, not necessarily put any of you on the spot. I'd love to hear the story of you know how you guys came together and maybe if you wanted to sh- each of you to share a little, just a little bit about you know how you got into music and, and you know how you guys have kind of blended you know all your experiences together into, the, into, the, into this experience so to speak mm-hmm. exactly yeah, Make, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well okay so uh, Logan and I have known each other for years we've known each other for like six years now but our families were friends so we've known like known of each other since we were like Mm. Um, and we had like played music together we had done some open mic nights in high school and stuff like that never did anything serious um, I came he and I both went to OU um, met our freshman year because we were both theater majors um, which is kind of funny because <laughs> we're not theater majors <laughs> anymore <laughs> um, but yeah and Michael and I had played some music uh, at first and second year of college um, and then we had played a show uh, our junior year a Halloween show, and he had come down um, to play with me. He and I, we were in separate bands. He and I were playing a little two-piece, and he had this other band. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that show, we were like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like this band. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to take over. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got into music. Um, I don't know, I've, I've always been into music, like, that's just been the thing that I've always wanted to do, so there's really nothing that I ever saw mm-hmm. otherwise, but I started uh, playing drums in, like, sixth grade, and I kind of just fiddled around, because, like, my brother played drums, and I was mainly a guitarist beforehand, and uh, I actually didn't start playing drums again until I started playing with these guys, so that was a fun time, mm-hmm. but I, uh, I did, like, drum stuff, like percussion stuff and band and stuff through high school. So that was also like what made me a better musician as far as drumming. And that's probably the only reason that I'm still good at drumming. <laughs> <laughs> Got that marching band. Oh yeah, all those rudiments, I do those constantly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me thinking like, it's a kind of crazy to think back on actually because growing up in kind of like the you know the late 90s early 2000s for me it was a lot of kind of like the the alternative and kind of punk music I guess so like that whole movement actually like meant so much to me because it kind of was this feeling this mentality of like I don't fit in with everyone I'm not like everyone but like who says that's a bad thing I'm just gonna kind of be myself there was kind of this feeling of that behind this and as a kid, even, that was something that I was just so behind, subconsciously, listening to bands like, uh, like Weezer and like bands like Green Day, I guess. Uh, and so, like, that was just something that really resonated with me. And so, like, I always was inspired by bands like that, and I started playing guitar in middle school, and then, uh, I guess through high school, played in a couple different bands, uh, probably like three or four, and then I met these guys in college, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Kind of a kind of a sudden transition, I feel like, because we so we have only been a band 
for a year and a month, I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, we formed at the end of 2017, like the very end of 2017. Uh, and so it was kind of a sudden transition because we had that October show. And then we were like, what are we doing? Let's like be in a band. Mm-hmm. And that following December or January, we released a demo version of It's Real. And that was kind of our first like, hey, we're a band. Mm-hmm. Um, and he continued to visit every couple of weeks. We'd do some shows. Mm-hmm. We'd practice. Yeah, we'd say like, hey, like we'd send him like a voice memo and say like, this is something we were kind of working on. Like, could you think of any drums for this? Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, you know, that was like, you know, that was a phase of the band. We like to think of it as like different seasons. <laughs> yeah. Because um, like, you know, we feel completely different now than we did a year ago. So that first phase, those first like six months before June when he moved down, you know, we were just writing long distance, like doing shows when we could, practicing when we could. And then he moved here in June and uh, we've got like two separate houses. We've got one for that we record at and kind of hang out at and then one that we live in. Um, <laughs> which is great yeah. um, and so yeah uh, I feel like this is a very different phase than, than mm-hmm. we were in a year yeah every, every once in a while there's like some usually like particular large event that makes us feel like I feel like we've kind of transitioned into kind of a new chapter for us like a huge hurdle was getting music recorded because we just knew from the beginning we need music recorded otherwise how are we going to show like it's it's too hard otherwise to communicate to a, someone who's booking a show you know miles away you now we can just say here's what we sound like you, they don't have to be there they don't have to see us so that was just this huge hurdle for so long uh saving up the money to do it uh, that was a big thing too <laughs> oh yeah I, I assume that is not inexpensive to uh, no it's not and we granted we did learn a lot from mm-hmm. this release um you know, different things that we want to do with, with marketing, with promotion, with sound and vibe mm-hmm. in general, with just, you know, the delivery of our next project. I feel like we've learned a lot, but it was a great, you know, first step to put music out there and to put ourselves on the map and mm-hmm. have people have something that they can connect with and listen to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, in fact, Who Is Real, I believe that was the first song or the first tune, tune of your all's that mm-hmm. I heard. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because I was almost like I had two different channels of my brain going. I was really digging the sound, and so I'm like really wanting to kind of just be with that. <laughs> but then the lyrics. And so it's kind of like I felt, I felt myself wow. sort of, yeah, in a, in a good way, in a great way. Very mind-expanding, I guess <laughs> you can almost say. It's a trip. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah, and it kind of left me with some of my own questions. You know, it's kind of like yeah. just listening to the lyrics, and it kind of just led to. And so, I, I, I guess in the now that I'm thinking about this, I don't think I was thinking it so much in the moment, but it kind of looking back at it, you know, there's definitely a very contemplative aspect of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're we're very intentional in what we do, mm-hmm. um, which is something that's cool. That um, I feel like a lot you don't find in a lot of bands. It's something that you know, being very intentional in what we do, and we have a reason for what we do. Um, and uh, I don't know. I think that's that's really cool. You know that that drives all of us to, yeah. to keep doing this thing, to keep creating art, just because it's what we want to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's nothing else. So this is it. This is this is where we're going. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, and we all have a bit of experience in different areas of sound. Like he's done live years of live mixing. So and you know doing live sound in that way. I grew up like ever since in middle school. I've been working on home recording. So I've had a lot of experience with writing and recording that way. Like. So, like, I love, like, when we're writing to think, like, how do these unrelated elements, like, just, you know, the kick by itself or, like, just this bass line that don't necessarily have meaning by themselves, how do you contextually make them come together to communicate something deliberate, either in, like, a feeling or, like, an emotion, you know, Mm -hmm. something specific you want the uh, 
listener to understand or relate to. Like, that's just one of my favorite things about art and expressing yourself in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like the word, the word that kind of comes to mind is almost like curated. I know like when you look at like, you know, visual art in here, you think about something that's curated. I wonder if in some ways this is kind of the, and there again, I, you know, I don't know where all musicians are, you know, are at or, you know, in, in terms of this kind of development, but it, it's interesting to me mm-hmm. to kind of think of, you know, the sound, you know, this, for instance, curating a certain sound right. or, or certain elements mm-hmm. in a certain way that are related to each other. Definitely. And I feel like I don't really have the right words for this because obviously I'm not a musician and I don't know a lot about it. Well, but. our taste has changed so much over time. Like when we started playing music, it was all, it was like all kind of more rock oriented stuff. And we've definitely strayed from that path, I mm-hmm. would say. I feel like uh, rock obviously still influences mm-hmm. us, like rock structure. And, mm-hmm. definitely. And, and, you know, obviously the bass, guitar, drum element. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, we draw those, those uh, inspirations from, like, hip-hop with so many layers, you know, little hidden things that you might not have heard. Um, or, like, um, we've been listening to this, like, instrumental band called Polyphia, and their, their <laughs> arrangements are insane. Like, you know, just the technicality. Uh-huh. So I feel like it's a cool blend of all these things that have inspired us. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you guys feel just really comfortable to just kind of let this thing just kind of uh, uh, evolve on its own? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's that's one big thing. Like obviously <laughs> we are we're deliberate in like our decisions, but a big thing is just to like make sure it's genuine. Like you know, this is just us creating. I don't want to force anything. I don't want anything to be like, yeah, we have to bridge for it. You know, it's just yeah. like we're gonna jam. We're gonna figure this out and mm-hmm. like. It's and it's sometimes the way we feel about a choice one day, we might change our mind the next day, or we might say, hey, let's try this, and then it's not always going to work out. We're going to say, uh, I liked it more the other way. Like, <laughs> it's, it, that's great. That like That's what's nice about not rushing into it. You can so easily just play with each other without you know the needs to jump into recording and solidifying things to be a certain way when you haven't necessarily thought about all the combinations of you know elements or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, and then as far as like when you guys are performing live, is it possible that maybe you know each performance is maybe a little different depending on how you guys are? Oh yeah, or... I would. Yeah, you, you can't go into a show and knowing what you're going to do. That would just be a detriment. I feel like because you have to just be totally connected to the moment like that. Especially, and that's what's great. Like the longer that I've known these guys, like the like the more we've been through together, I feel like I can just really get a sense of just like I don't know. Their, their energy you could say as we're on stage like we can we're really just like feeling each other out just feeling out the moment and having a great time <laughs> is yeah. the best way I can describe and it and it is different based on different circumstances like mm-hmm. you know venue size or audience or maybe we're like emotionally feeling something burdened someday mm-hmm. um, and so I feel like you have to take in those different extenuating circumstances and still deliver this product mm-hmm. and that people like literally are paying to come out to see <laughs> Um, so I feel like every time it's a little different, but you always have to kind of find this center. Like, all right, I need to connect. I need to like do my thing, and that's so much fun. Like I <laughs> love just like that's what I want to do. Is I just want to perform and be myself. You know? Yeah, so it's a cool feeling. <laughs> Very cool. I uh, and then I know we were talking a little bit. We had kind of an unplanned break uh, <laughs> along, along the way, and there was it was really interesting. And I and I hope I'm not being repetitive. I'm trying to think it just there again. Being this in the moment, sometimes I have a hard time remembering where we've sure. been. But it was, I, I, and I want to say that it was, uh, uh, I think it was Michael that was maybe talking a little bit about kind of like the, you know, the authenticity in terms of how you guys started out. And I know, Jeremiah, you were speaking to that as well. Uh, it would be interesting. I don't necessarily want to ask you guys to repeat what you were saying, but it was really something that stuck out in my mind talking about when you guys first started performing live. You know, there's that tendency to want to try to be 
you know, a certain, you know, to, deli- to deliver a certain way or sound a certain way. Well, or isn't everything that way? Isn't there always an unexpected, unspoken expectation? Like, because you go into it and you think, like, oh, there's, there's rules to this. Mm-hmm. But there really isn't. Like, the most interesting stuff is going to come out when there's none of that. When there's no barrier or anything. You're not trying to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's not what's going to... Mag- like you know, be magnetic to people. You could say, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have any well, yeah, it's like it's pretty clear when things are forced. I feel like people can tell, and um, and so yeah, kind of what we had been talking about earlier is this like expectation when we first started to you know be this energetic band, deliver this certain product, and we hadn't developed you know this connection, this energy between us because that's a big part of the writing process, the performance. Mm-hmm. It's just being able to feel each other's yeah. energy. Uh, I had to get to know this guy first. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. We relate on a, on a couple things. Yeah, on a couple. Just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, and that whole idea of, you know, being able to trust and, and be able to let, you know, the audience just really get to know you guys <laughs> through the music is, exactly. is, is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I also applaud you guys because I know that can't be easy, right? We, mm-hmm. you, know, you have all, we live in this big entire world this noise and people's impressions of what they think things mm-hmm. should be and to be able to just relax into this to a certain and there again I hope I'm not using the wrong word relax I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the yeah but well, there's, just, yeah there's I mean I guess there's a bit of reflection that comes down to it because like we've over the course of this year have completely changed our paths like and we're only about to com- com- completely change our paths even more by moving across the country he dropped out of school to pursue music we've just made so many of these huge transitions right mm-hmm. I yeah, so <laughs> last year I had just made the decision because, you know, this is something that we all were like, okay, we're 100% on board. And it's rare that you find people that are, like, like-minded on the same exact path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's cool that I can trust these guys with that. Yeah. But, like, you know, I made a scary step. <laughs> like, <laughs> like and those you know, choices like, aren't going to make everyone happy. That's kind of what I meant by the reflection. Like, there's going to be things that we do, for example, like the decision to leave school. That's like, tech, that's a frowned upon thing, you could say. But <laughs> to us... Oh, yeah. <laughs> to us, now, now I have, you know, a year to save up to move and a year to cultivate our sound and our, our aesthetic rather than, you know, being miserable, forcing myself to do this mm-hmm. thing for a year for this piece of paper that mm-hmm. I'm not going to use. Yeah. Which, for some sorry, time. mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like that really opened up uh, a lot of different doors mm-hmm. um, and uh, a lot of different you know, outlets for me to express myself that I wouldn't have had if I had been tied down with these assignments that I just don't give a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it's I'm not. It, it's it really is. It's to be able to uh, to be dedicated to what you know what you want to do is. Uh, I'm telling you, that's that's huge. That's it's huge. Cool. It's a weird feeling because you know not everyone, and we all go through that. Everyone in their twenties goes through this crisis. Like, what am I doing? What's next? Where do I go? What's my life path going to be? And it's cool to have you know a group of guys that we're all like, yeah, we know exactly what we're doing. We know what direction we want our lives to go, and we're going to work. Like, we're going to give one hundred percent and do it. Yeah, and you can definitely. I mean, it's very. Uh, and I guess if someone's watching the video of this, it's it's very apparent. It's very evident. I think even if you're listening to this, just hearing the way you guys are relating to each other. And the way that you guys, the energy that you're giving off, I mean, this is a, uh, 
I, I just don't think this is something that happens all the time. <laughs> really Thank you. Thank really you. Yeah. yeah, definitely appreciate it. And I thought what we might do, since we're kind of maybe starting to, uh, the path is kind of narrowing a little bit in terms of what we're talking about. I didn't know if you guys wanted to talk a little bit about maybe anything you want to share about what do you think coming up or just sure. anything you guys like to talk about. You know, music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so we're, we're in the process of writing right now. Uh, we've got a couple demos that we're going to put together. Uh, we're going to do some, some behind the scenes stuff and try and get it out and, you know, make sure some people hear it. Uh, I don't know, it's really exciting working on a new chapter because so we're moving to Seattle in August. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're using this whole, you know, next six months to really, you know, dig in, write music, have stuff prepared, have a lot of content. Hit the ground for people. running yeah. as soon as we get there. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean he won't be in school, we'll all just be working, so like let's let's do it. Let's yeah. like we got nothing else. So this is what this is what I'm spending my time doing. Oh know? yeah, and I bet the scene out there is amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. we're, we're visiting in uh, in March. Uh, to kind of like, you know, scope out areas and go have fun and just see what it's all about. And man, stoked for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I didn't know if there's anything else you guys wanted to add, but I think we're, we're kind of. Uh, yeah. yeah. We have shows in April. Oh, yeah. We have shows in March. Shows in April. Yeah, so our, our next show is going to be um, uh, March 7th at the Deli. At the Deli. Oh, okay. Yeah. Guys, I want to take uh, just a few moments here just to thank you all so much for uh, you know coming up all the way from Norman. It really means the world to me that uh, you guys have come up to spend time. Definitely. And uh, I have to say, this has been a really interesting uh, just hearing from you guys. I call it a conversation, but I'm hoping that it's more just me hearing from you guys. <laughs> That's really the important part of this, but uh, I really, really appreciate it. It's, yeah, it's, sure. yeah I look so forward much. to hearing you guys live in the future as well. <laughs> thank you so much yeah. for having us. You bet. Thanks, man. <laughs>